2: Hey, everybody. Boarder, we have a lot to talk about today. You've got the NFL debacle last night, once again, with a horrendous call. You got the Divisional Series underway. Philadelphia beat Atlanta 7-6. to Seattle got to Justin Verlander, roughed him up four innings, gave up, you know, 10 hits, gave up six runs to Mariners, and the Astros going to the bottom of the ninth with the M's leading by the score of 7-5. to uh, Coming up later, the Yankees hosting the Indians, or I should say, whatever the hell their name is, and the uh, Padres and the Dodgers
3: in L.A. All right, let's get to the game last night. All right. The, I mean, the National Football League has got a problem. All right, when you have an incident that we saw in the
2: Atlanta-Tampa game and the roughing the passer call that was, up to that point, the worst call that we have seen this year, in the National Football League on the roughing the passing call on Tom Brady. And then what happened last night with Chris Jones, not only sacking Derek Carr, but creating a fumble and coming down with the football, and they called that roughing the passer. And then Carl Sheffers, the referee, after the game, interviewed by a pool reporter, basically stating that he called the play as the rule states. All right, so translation, he's calling the game and the penalty based on what the league wants. This cannot happen anymore, and I did a rant on this earlier today. The National Football League needs to have a special meeting and have it soon, not wait till next week. All right, have it now. You got 32 owners. Get them on a freaking video call. Get them on a Zoom call and make a vote on changing the rule that all roughing the passer flags are automatically reviewed. Don't wait until next week. Don't wait until the end of the season. Do it beginning on Thursday, because this is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That was in all likelihood, a 10 point swing in the game, the Raiders. All right. Instead of having to go on defense on a short field with a Kansas city team that had all the momentum, They got 15 yards. They got a field goal. That's a 10-point swing. Even with that said, Kansas City won the game. I do not understand Josh McDaniel's decision with over four minutes left to go for two. It does not make sense to me in that situation. There's too much time left on the clock. Kick the extra point, tie the game, and go from there. You know Kansas City is going to get a possession. And if your defense does indeed stop them, you'll get the ball back. It made no sense to me whatsoever. Really didn't make any sense. And the Raiders are done. Their season's over. And then you have Devontae Adams, who, as he's walking off the field, pushes down a cameraman for ESPN. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, you know? But make sure you choose love. Make sure it takes all of us. That's right. Make sure
3: that you have one of those decals on the back of your helmet. Whatever you do, make sure you have that, all right? What a joke. What a joke. By the way, the individual that he pushed down has filed a police report, okay? How about that? Cha-ching. Cha-ching. The uh, man was a freelancer working for ESPN's
2: Monday Night Football. The police said this, okay? The victim is a photographer at the Chiefs Raiders game. At the end of the game, whoops, let me get, mute the uh, volume on my computer.
3: At the end of the game, he was pushed to the ground causing injury. He made arrangements for private transport to the hospital
2: for treatment, at which time he called the police. The injuries are preliminary thought. You ready for this? The injuries are preliminarily thought to be non-life-threatening. The incident will be investigated by our assault unit detectives. Upon completion, they will coordinate with the applicable city
3: or state prosecutor to determine any applicable charges. The report said the investigation will take longer than one
2: to two days. Now, of course, at the locker, Adams went through the apology. You know what? Your stupidity is going to cost you a lot of money, okay? Because what happened is the individual took private transport to the hospital Then filed a police report
3: because, you know what? He wants to be paid for your stupidity. That's what that's all about. That's exactly what that's about. Just can't make this up. Just can't make this up. What a joke. Seriously. It's an absolute joke. The Raiders are done. Their season's over. And you don't even get to Halloween. They're done. Unbelievable, right? Raise your hand if you had the Raiders at one and four and the Giants at four and one. Not in any hands in the room. So, the Raiders' season already, okay? Not even the Halloween and they're done. Over. Unbelievable. Really is unbelievable. All right, you've got Major League Baseball. You've got the playoffs in full swing. you got the NBA with opening day a week away.
2: Got the Kings who have looked good in the preseason. Keegan Murray looks like the real deal.
3: And speaking of the Kings, Jerry Reynolds tomorrow on my YouTube live show. If you don't like that, three o'clock Pacific, uh, we'll talk about that. All right. We'll talk
2: about the Kings. We'll talk about the NBA. Tomorrow, also on my Listen App show, we'll have my Fantasy Football Roundtable. It's open forum Wednesday. Uh, That is coming up tomorrow. Also, one other note. I don't know if you would find this interesting or not. On my podcast last week, I talked about,
3: and I also talked about it on this show, I talked about Zuby, the rapper, the author, podcaster that I had never heard of. So I went to social media and I sent Zuby a direct message. And he got back to me late this afternoon. So it's very good to hear from him. I was was not expecting
2: him to get back to me, but I was thanking him for his common sense with this tweet about all lives matter, black lives matter, white lives matter. And I read that here on this
3: show, and I talked about it on my podcast. And I just wanted to let you know he got back to me. I was very, very
2: pleasantly surprised by that. And the reason why I say that, you know, he's in the entertainment business, uh, he has almost a million followers. I didn't even know if he would see my message to him in the DMs. But he did. uh, And then he did uh, get back to me. All right, again, the uh, Mariners and the Astros with, boy, what what a win this would be for Seattle
3: if they're able to close the door in this short series. And you think about getting the Justin Verlander. Now, the Astros have been through a lot and they are a team that is very resilient, all right? They're very, very resilient. Now, the game's not over yet either. It's in the bottom of the ninth. But, all right, you get to Justin Verlander the way they did, I mean, that's pretty darn impressive. I mean, it was 4 nothing after the second inning. That's a big-time job if the Mariners can close out this uh, game one.
2: 13 hits, seven runs uh, for the Mariners. All right, let's get to Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. I got you, Grant. Go ahead.
4: Hey, I just wanted to uh, talk about last night's game a little bit. As I as I stated yesterday, the Raiders would win the game if Waller was going to score a touchdown. And Devontae scored two. Devonte, I believe, did get his two. But uh, you know, there was no tight end, and the, and the Raiders just became one-dimensional with Adams and Jake and Jacobs, two-dimensional. And Hollins did nothing for him; just nothing. The guy just missed. All, I mean, that the, the receiver. So that just killed, killed him. Crosby showed up, but nobody else did. You know, to cover Kelsey. I mean. When are these teams going to double and triple-team that guy?
2: How about just have one guy on him? Is that asking too much? How about putting one guy on him? I mean, (laughs) it looked like like three of the touchdowns, no one was even defending him. I mean, I don't really understand what the hell Patrick Graham's defense is doing out there when you have the best tight end in football and it's basically doesn't even look like anyone's guarding him. I don't understand that.
4: What? They, can't they just chuck him off the line, hit him on the line, get up? Nah, there? you know what?
2: He's too big and too physical. I mean, you you could, but I mean, at least have somebody guard the guy. I mean, it's it, that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing.
4: Oh, it's four touchdowns. Jesus, ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean,
2: not only four touchdowns, but I mean, two of them. He, there was nobody even near him. How, how do you have? How do you have in the red zone? Travis Kelsey and two of the four touchdowns. Literally, nobody's even near him.
4: Right. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. You know, uh, Aikman's being grilled today by the woke media because he said "Oh God, take the dresses off. just ridiculous. You can't say nothing now as an announcer. It's
2: a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. joke. You know what, Jeff? He's going to have to come out, and he's going to make the obligatory apology. Gee, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. (laughs) This country is so messed up, it's ridiculous. I mean, our, our country is in such a sad state. It's absolutely
3: ridiculous.
4: I mean, I've been hearing that saying since I've been a kid. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, when we play golf, if you don't know, hit the putt hard, uh, hard enough, hit the ball, Alice. You know, you know. I know it's a it, joke. It, you know everything. I mean, come on, geez, be, it's a joke. And plus that play. I mean, at the beginning of the game, these guys wouldn't throw the quarterback. Everybody was holding up like they were dancing with the quarterback. Then you know they would call him. Then finally the guy gets a uh, a sack on car, He stops his weight, makes a fumble, and they call Ruffin the passer. It's
2: a joke. It really is. The whole thing's a joke. It is unbelievable. It really is. It's a sad state of affairs in this country. Uh, it really is. It's a sad state of affairs. And I mean, but back to the game, I don't know what the hell the Raiders' defense is doing. First of all, let's give the Raiders, you know, they're up 17-0. The game could not have started any better for them not only were right. they up 17, nothing they were the beneficiary oh, yeah. of one of the worst calls not only of this year but of recent memory, which also saved them all right points it, it gave them three points, probably saved them you know a, a difference of ten points so they had all of that going for them, and they still lost now, you just can't right. lose
4: a game like that well well let's call the uh, makeup call on that missed field goal, the phantom holding. On, on.
2: Uh, You know, I, I don't really know if that was phantom holding. And, and I thought it was when I first saw it. But then when uh, uh, the rules official came on ESPN and talked about that is the correct call because he tried to create a gap for the rusher by pulling the offensive right. lineman towards him, which would open up the gap for the other guy to run through. So he thought it was the right call. When I first saw it, I thought the same thing. But then after listening to the explanation. And looking at the replay, I could see why that was called. But, hey, here's the deal. The Raiders Raiders lost. The Raiders lost. They're one and four, and the year is over. And we're not even to Halloween yet.
4: Uh, Right. Well, uh, the Astros got first and second, bottom of the ninth two outs. I'm watching. All right. Go, Dusty. Yep. (laughs) See you later. All
3: right. Thank you.
2: All right you want to call the show get your hand icon and we'll get you on like Connor hey good afternoon Connor how are you
5: doing great how are you Grant
2: I'm good buddy what's up
5: just getting ready to watch the Yankees game excited but I saw the release yep. of the roster and a couple of things I'm worried about is no DJ LeMayhew for the ALDS he's still too injured to play I guess
2: That's a huge loss for the Yankees because he's the one guy on that Yankees roster that does put the ball in play almost every time he's up at bat. He puts pressure on the defense and he puts the ball in play. That is a really big loss. I'll tell you this. I I would not be surprised at all. I've been saying this for the last two months. I would not be surprised at all if the Yankees do not make it to the ALCS. But you're right. Now, Carpenter's back. Now, I don't know what kind of Carpenter they're going to get back because he was really rolling. What Matt Carpenter when he got hurt. So that's a plus. But without DJ LeMahieu, again, he's got a toe issue. And this has been bothering him throughout the second
3: half of the season. Not to be on the roster, that is a real issue.
5: Yeah, it's a shame because if he came off the bench in like the seventh inning, you have great pinch hit yep. chances to get on base. And then the other big loss I noticed is Scott Efros, one of our best relievers.
2: Yes, Scott Efros.
5: It looks like he has to get yep. Tommy John surgery, so that's terrible.
2: He does. He's been replaced on the roster by Miguel Castro. So you're already down Michael King. You're already down Chad Green, both out. And then you lose Efros. I'll tell you, I, I just I could see the Yankees not even winning more than a game in this series. Uh, Garrett Cole, to me, he's got to stop messing. This is now... We're going to find out if Garrett Cole can earn his money. It starts here in about a half hour. All right. We're going to find out whether Garrett Cole can earn his money because to this point, he's overpaid for what the Yankees are paying him. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see where they're at. But the Yankees, to me, are a suspect team right now. And they have been for the last couple months of the season.
5: Yeah, like I said yesterday, it comes down to Garrett Cole, whether I mean, he's, we've seen him handle the Bronx in an Astros uniform, but we've yet to see if he can do it in pinstripes. So yep. if yep. he can go like seven innings, give up like two runs and strike out like eight, I'd be happy with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, if he can get into the seventh inning the, with the lead, the Yankees should win, even with uh, their bullpen that's not as strong, but it's good. Uh, you're 100% correct. So we'll see. Hey, you know what? Short series. You can't be messing around. And uh, we'll see. But Right now, you know, you're looking at how even these teams all seem to be. Cleveland is feeling really good. Uh, They have always, the Yankees have always, always been their nemesis. All right. So we'll see if it continues that
3: way.
5: Yeah. One more thing with the Raiders. I mean, their season is over, obviously, but I hope Ryan doesn't come on and try to defend them anymore.
2: Uh, well, you know, I don't know if it's about defending him or not. He's a Seattle Seahawks fan. First and foremost, he was just telling you what he thinks is going to happen, but there he can say whatever he wants now. I mean, they're, they're, I've said that I thought their season was over after one and three when they started zero and three, but now it's really over. They're not coming back from one and four. They're not good enough to come back from one and four. I mean, that's pretty evident. They're not good enough to come back from a one and four uh, to make the playoffs. They're already three games out of the first place in their division. And so they're not going to finish ahead of Kansas city. They're not going to finish ahead of the chargers. All right. The only chance would be a wild card And in order to get a wild card. They're going to have to go nine and three
3: in their next 12 games. They're not going nine and three in their next 12 games. They're not good enough.
5: Yeah. And then one more thing about the giants. I don't know if you've talked about this already, but they signed Landon Collins back. Do you have any thoughts on that?
2: I did see that. I did see that. Yep. I did see that. Um, I don't know how much football he has left. I really don't. Um, Boy, how about the freaking Astros? You know what? The Astros, to me, are absolutely unbelievable to me. They're never out of a game. Never, ever out of a game. They are never, ever out of a game. I mean, it really is unbelievable. Jordan Alvarez, homers, the Mariners, okay, down. Big comeback and beat the Seattle Mariners. And that is a crushing, crushing, crushing defeat. Crushing defeat, all right, for the Seattle Mariners. Crushing defeat. Wow. How about that, that's Connor?
5: Crazy. Three-run walk-off. Seems to happen yep. every year with the Astros. Well,
2: this, the Mariners just lost the series. They just lost the series. They, that's their one chance to beat their ace. And they have a huge lead, and they now – that, that's quite cr- they don't they won't come back from that. That series is over. All right, thanks Connor.
5: You too. Go Yankees.
6: Yep. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big small, but I think you can agree we all carry around Additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's better slash grant.
2: All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls. Speaking of Ryan in Sacktown. He joins us right now. Hey Ryan, what's going on?
7: Nothing much. What's happening, Grant?
2: Everything's good. Thank you. I'll tell you the Astros to me. They're just unbelievable to me. They're never out of games. I mean, Jordan Alvarez, who's had an unbelievable year with a walk-off to steal game one. That's amazing to me.
7: Yeah, and Grant, can you think of the last time, and I know they had the scandal. I mean, the Astros have had a hell of a stretch for the last yeah. few years.
2: They sure have, They and they lost. Think about who they lost this past year. I mean, we all thought that when you look at the, the the lineup that they had with Altuve and Correa, yep. and you think, okay, wow, they're not together anymore. And now all of a sudden, you look at them, and they had the best record in the American League. I mean, that's amazing. They, think about this. The Astros scored two in the eighth and three in the ninth to win that game. In the playoffs, that's unbelievable. They scored five runs in the last two frames to win game one.
7: Yeah, in the playoffs, that's absolutely unbelievable, especially, I mean, we had the talk last week about how, you know, like every single move is scrutinized and thought about. And to be able to do that, it is definitely very impressive. Yeah. So, hey, um, I wanted to call up and just reinforce my view. I told you the Raiders, they were not going to win the division they were not going to make the playoffs they were not going to go 9 and 4 and last night was complete evidence of that
2: <laughs> yeah i don't i recall <laughs> you exactly saying that yes yes <laughs> yes you maybe we we'll, maybe we should get waggers on to uh, see whether or not that's exactly what you said
7: <laughs> yeah that was you know what grant it was funny when they were up 17-0 i'm thinking OK, this is what they needed. But, um, you know, there's many things to digest and, you know, dissect there on that. Uh, before we get to other things, I want to get to some of the picks. And please go ahead and text me because I know you're going to get on me if I don't say your name. But our leaders in the clubhouse this week are so far with the ones that I've done. Waggus. speaking of him, three And one and then also Antonio three and one grant. What are you? I
2: don't know. I really don't even remember my picks. I know that I picked the dolphins and I lost that game. And I honestly lost. I know I had Philadelphia. They won, but they didn't cover the spread. I know I lost that game and I don't, I don't remember what my other two picks were. So what were they?
7: (laughs) Yeah. The uh, chargers and uh, also the Ravens. So uh, you, my friend are zero and four.
2: Well, oh, that's not very good, is it?
7: So I nah, had well,
2: I all, all four teams that I picked one, but all four teams didn't cover the spread. There we go. Correct. Oh, no, Miami did not win. So I picked three winners, teams that won the game but didn't cover the spread. So there you go. That's why I don't gamble, by the way. That That's that's exactly <laughs> why I don't gamble.
7: Exactly right. Um, hey, let's talk about this Devontae situation. I, 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 I don't even know what to think of it at this point. What do you think?
2: Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, here's exactly what I think. Had that been a white player pushing down a black cameraman, uh, it would be Stephen A. Smith would be literally doing a three hour rant on his show this morning on ESPN. The entire uh, world, the manual show and everyone else would have been crying racism and they would have been talking about, you know, it would have been it would have been discussed all over the freaking country. And because uh, it's now kind of like, you know, ah, it's just it's OK, he'll pay. He'll pay money. We'll move on. We'll see you next week. That's what I think of it. That's exactly what I think of it. First of all, you know, it's such a bad look for Devontae Adams. And I don't know Devontae Adams. I don't know anything about his character. I don't know anything about the man, okay? It's such a bad look for him. It's such a a sore loser mentality. You know, first of all, he had a couple of minutes to decompress, okay? That happened walking off the field, all right, a couple of minutes after the game. So it wasn't like in the heat of the moment, literally right after the game. Okay, that's another thing that bothers me right. about it. But I mean you you're walking off the field and then here's the other issue. He didn't he didn't stop and go, "Gee, what the hell did I just do and try to help the man up off the field?" No, nope. he just continued right into the locker room and did not even make an apology until the media was in the locker room, which would have probably been 15 minutes after he walked off the field. It's just a joke. I mean, listen, if you lost your composure and you push the man down the way he did at that point, you will go, gee, what the hell is wrong with me? I need to go and assist this individual. Nope. He just walked right by him. So, yep. you know, again, it's another apology to me that falls on deaf ears. I'm sorry.
7: So here's the problem I have with it, Grant, is the fact that as soon as this gentleman who is doing his job for ESPN is pushed down, whether he was injured or not the first comments that are coming out and, you know, basically what everybody's saying is it's a money grab. What the hell is wrong with us as a nation? He just got pushed down by an NFL player. That cameraman, he couldn't be on the field with those guys. Like, me pushing you or you pushing me, that's different. This is an NFL player that pushed him down while he's carrying 20 pounds of equipment. And so I hate the assumption that oh well he's just looking to get money and that that's kind of where we're at these days right if anything bad happens to you it's what can i get out of this and that's where everybody minds or everybody's minds
2: and i didn't think about that until before i came on listen app today i didn't even i had not even looked at the follow-up story but about an hour ago When I saw the story and saw that the individual took private transport to the hospital and then filed a police report, that's when the first that's when I said, oh, this guy is going to make a lot of money on this. I didn't think it at the time. But then after the events unfolded and I read about it, I'm like, yeah, this guy is going to get compensated. But I didn't think about that originally. I just thought about, gee, how awful is this that a National Football League player? okay, because he is frustrated that his team lost, pushed down a worker push down an individual who has nothing to do with the game uh, the way he did. It's a bad look for the NFL, plain and simple. Bad look for the NFL.
7: It it is a terrible look for the NFL, but, like, I'm going to ask you a tough question, Grant, and I don't want to put you in a spot here, but I I do have to ask it. When you see an incident like that happen, is your first thought, is that person okay, or, oh, they're going to get paid for this?
2: Based on the shove, I just assumed – that the individual was okay. I didn't see, there wasn't really video, correct me if I'm wrong, and if there was, I did not see it, of the end result of the fall. Based on the shove, I just assumed that the individual would be okay. I didn't see the individual hit the ground. I didn't see the after effects. I didn't see any video of the individual on the ground. Did you? If that that video was out there, I haven't seen that. I assume that the individual is okay based on the video that i saw of Devontae adams pushing him i didn't i didn't know i didn't think either he was hurt or anything i thought he would be okay based on the shove that i saw but again i didn't see the individual on the ground is there a video that i have missed of him being on the ground
7: no i have not seen video of him on the ground or being attended to i mean if he was able to take private transportation to the hospital I'm guessing it wasn't that bad, but it, I, I think yep. what I'm getting at is mindset, right? It's like, oh, he just got a hundred grand. Like you said, he's gonna get paid for it.
5: You know Well, and he is gonna get paid for it. I,
7: he, is, he is gonna get absolutely. paid for it. Absolutely. Right. Well it, it, here's he the other thing. It, it, it here's the other thing. He was on a job. That's yes. his job. So yes. <laughs> that's and you know, there's people out there that and I'm not saying anybody listening does this, there's people that work workers comp, but he didn't choose to get shoved by no. Devontae. That's not a slip on the floor where maybe you put a little no. bit of water down. So it, it's just it, – it's this has been, Grant, to me, a very, very weird NFL season because yeah. we've seen rule changes in the middle of the season, and I feel like we're seeing more things than we have seen in the past. And I think social media – plays into that because you have so many more different videos and angles of uh-huh. things by a fan. You, yeah. I, I guarantee you're gonna All have well, a Well, Let fan. me ask
2: you a question. Let me ask you yeah. a question. What do you think the narrative would have been had it been a white player pushing down a black photographer?
7: It's uh, a great question, Grant. It would probably be it's worse. It's an easy answer, Ryan. It's an easy answer. You that's and I what both I'm know what the Yeah, narrative no, would have it, been. it right. would have been worse, absolutely. A uh, 100% it would have been worse and the narrative wouldn't have been about the gentleman's condition what happened it would be a white person that's pushing a black person so yep. um, yeah no I, I, I'm with you on that it's just I, I, I don't know where the NFL goes from here you know in, I'm in a transition because I don't think we want to stay on that point for too long but you know with the roughing the passer reviews now You know, everybody's complaining about it. okay, I'm going to give you a take. The NFL is going to review those plays from all accounts and from the reports. Now, that is that grant going to make referees less hesitant to throw a flag in a situation like that. And I'm going to double up on that, actually, and say, why the hell aren't all four referees reviewing the play? You have the lead referee who may not have even thrown the flag. The referee did. okay, but the referee looks at the play. They're a group, they're a team, right? And the referee comes back and they talk, summarize, he tells them what's going on. Why not? And I know you have somebody up in the booth that is the fifth looking at it but why are four referees not looking at a play together when they are refing a game together? Okay, that's very easy. Every official
2: on the field has a specific assignment. The referee's job is to specifically watch for contact on the quarterback. The other officials on the field are not looking at the quarterback because that's not their responsibility. All right, the line judge is looking at the line, The back judge are looking for contact on receivers, the umpire, so on and so forth. So that is the view of the referee. It's his call. You could also have the umpire in that situation see that, but um, it's not reviewable. All right. So there's no reason to talk to somebody upstairs right now because it's not a reviewable play. But in terms of having a conference, again, most of the officials probably didn't even see the sack of Derek Carr because that's not what they're looking at their job is not to look at the quarterback in that position they're looking at other things the referee's job along with the umpire in and really is to look at offensive holding and contact on the quarterback that's what they're looking at
7: okay i get that grant they all have their areas that they're looking at but the question is they are all professionals and there's a reason they're on the field so you're not telling me that somebody, that an umpire rather than no. the referee, doesn't know the rules and doesn't. know no, no, have no, an no, 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 no.
2: But you're wrong. They did. They, they, they. Carl Sheffers followed the rule. He called the play based on the way the rule is written. You cannot have the full body weight on top of a quarterback on a sack. And he made that very clear after the game. The rule is what the problem is. All right. The implementation of calling the rule. In, 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 you can, you can also state is the problem. The real problem is the rule itself. Okay? That's the real problem. You know, the official does not like gray area. Officials don't want gray area. They want everything black and white. And the problem is, in my opinion, in this particular instance, there needs to be gray area. There needs to be common sense. But the the referee, in this case, Carl Sheffers, called the play and explained why he made the play call. Because the full body of the defender was on the quarterback which, according to the way the rule is written, is roughing the passer. So the okay. the problem, the, the biggest problem is the way the rule is written.
7: Okay, but Grant, I mean, what it, should we just throw flags on these guys at this point? Let let's be honest. Your your full body weight cannot come down on the player, and I on understood the quarterback. on the quarterback. Excuse me. Why is the quarterback? different from any other player Are you well, saying he is yeah, more yeah, but, exposed like but you know, I, you're,
2: you're, you, but but, but it, it, he, he is different than every other player based on the way the rule book is so your your issue here should be with the way the nfl has their rules written as it pertains to the quarterback and i do too and everyone that was watching a game last night has the problem too it's not football that was a football play last night that's what that's what the point is. That was a football play. It's been a football play ever since the game was invented, and you cannot take that particular type of a play out of the game. That's what everyone right. – Tony Dungy said that. All coaches said that last night. Players chimed in. The NFL needs to change the rule as it pertains to hitting the quarterback. That's the biggest problem. And here's something else, Ryan. Okay, if you really want to be down to the letter of the law here – Jones did have his left hand on the ground trying to brace himself a little bit. So if you had review for that play, it would have been overturned, okay, because the rule states you need to try to prevent your full body weight. If you look at his left hand on the ground, that's what he was attempting to do. That play under replay, in all likelihood, would have been overturned. That's the issue that that needs to be a reviewable. You know what, Ryan? I think it needs to be like a scoring play or a turnover. Well, it would have been because it was technically a turnover. That right. play needs to be reviewed. It, that, that that aspect of the game needs to be reviewable.
7: But Grant, and you're right, Grant. I completely agree with you. But do you still see it being once they – because I know the competition yeah. committee is meeting to discuss this. Do you see this still being as ambiguous as the catch rule?
2: Well, that's what it is right now. It is as ambiguous as the catch rule. That's a great analogy on your part. That's exactly the problem. And what happened? They changed the catch rule, right, so that we took all this nonsense out of the game. They'll do the same thing with this. They have to. They absolutely have to do a better job of the roughing the passer calls because we're seeing too many egregious, awful calls. And listen, you can make the argument that the team that's in first place in the NFC South should not be Tampa that it should be Atlanta. And I don't know what would have happened after that play had they not sure. reviewed it. I mean, Tampa would have punted the ball. I don't know what would have happened on the next offensive possession for the Falcons. I mean, on the first play, who knows? They may have thrown an interception and it could have been returned for a touchdown. I don't. I can't predict the future. But again, you can't allow those type of mistakes to be made on the field. Or mistake's not even the right word. And it, Well, that was a mistake in the Tampa-Atlanta game. I don't know how anyone could have watched that and said that wasn't a mistake. That was an egregious mistake by Jerome Bogers, the referee. But yes, yep. Ryan, you've made a great point. We need to, what what happened was the catch, what, what, what was a catch in the NFL? Fans didn't know what a catch was anymore. Players didn't know what a catch was anymore. Coaches didn't know what a catch was anymore. So they changed it. Now we know what a catch is. They need to do the same thing as it pertains to hitting the quarterback.
7: Yeah, and thank you, Grant. Um, Yeah, it it just, to me, like, I'm getting really tired, and you've talked about this with your friends that are umpires in MLB, and they're talking about, we're going to automate things, we're going to have a strike zone, we're going to take umps out of the game, and I've heard on three different shows today, you know what, the NFL needs to be automated. How the hell are you going to automate the game? Are you telling me a robot's going to go out and spot the ball are you gonna tell you me can't. a robot? You can't, like, uh, it, it's just overreaction and it drives not nuts.
2: You can't You can't do it with baseball either. I talk with my buddies about this. Right. So I asked him, I go, what would happen if that you have, uh, you know, automated balls and strikes? He said, well, we still will be back there. I go, well, why would you need to be back there for, other than a play at the plate? He goes, well, foul tips, check swings, things of that nature. He goes, a foul tip, you, you know, we have to be able to uh, hear uh, a foul tip that's not going to be something that you're going to be able to go to replay in many instances and determine whether there was a foul tip or not. So little things like that, we're still going to need to be on the field in our position as a umpire, but it's going to be a lot
7: different. Sure. You're spot on, Grant. I mean, and it also takes the nostalgia out of the game, right? There, There's something about the umpire. Ball, I strike, or, I know. you know, foul tip. It, well, it, it just takes it out. So... I don't know. I'm tired of the overreaction on this stuff. It's ridiculous. Sure. Well, that's not an
2: overreaction. Yeah, but 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 make sure I'm hearing what you're saying. Overreaction by whom? Overreaction by whom?
7: Uh, Certain members of the national media that says that, you know, there are two or three things, two or three things in football that could be taken care of outside of actually having a referee on the field that takes the nostalgia out of the game and it makes absolutely zero sense you didn't say it i heard it and i'm i just don't get it grant like sure do we want to protect the players but Grant, at this point is a defensive player what do you do your your body weight can't fall on the quarterback if you sack them
2: that's ridiculous you know, it's, it, absurd. It, it's,
7: it's absurd it's absurd how do they play defense what are you okay isn't that, let, let, let's look at that really quick. Your body weight can't fall on the quarterback, yet how are you going to tackle? I know. You have to learn a new type of football to tackle without your weight hitting that, a player, it, specifically the quarterback.
6: The the people that make these rules are
2: uh, intimating that physics does not exist on the football field. And that's the problem I have with that. Okay, this comes down to Physics. OK, when you're playing full speed and you hit somebody. All right. The fact that these individuals that make up the rules think that you can in midair adjust your body weight and things of yep. that nature is absurd. And it's stupid. In yep. summary, what happened last night was a really good play by a defensive player named Chris Jones. It was football one one. It has been football one on one since the game was invented. And even though we've gone through rule changes in twenty twenty two. If you do not allow that type of a tackle to be made, then you really do have a problem with the integrity of the game and the sport of football. If you take that type of a play out of the game, you're hurting the integrity of the sport that we call football. That's it in a nutshell.
7: Amen, Grant. Amen. All uh, right. I, I Have a good one. Him. Yeah, you too, yep. buddy. All
2: right. All right. You take care. Thanks very much, Ryan. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to a few more phone calls here and we get to Rich. Rich, welcome to the show. How are you, Rich? Hey, I'm doing great, Grant. How are you? Good. Thanks very much.
0: Good, good. Yeah, I saw that game last night, you know, while you were on that topic. Uh, that's not what I called about. But while you are on that topic, uh, Jones was screwed. I mean, that was – he took every precaution he could not to put all his weight yep. on the quarterback. And it was just – I was blown away. It's a I'm joke. Like, Come on. You know, you got – a player has to be able to – tackle a quarterback for Pete's sake. That's part of the game, right? It's a joke. And and he took every precaution he could not to hurt hurt the quarterback, you know? So anyway, but uh, I called you basically because I've been watching baseball all day and I, I watched the uh, Mariners game. And, you know, it's kind of, it, to me, it was, it was kind of a, uh, I was kind of, because <laughs> I've got a, a good friend in Seattle. It's a big, you know, <laughs> Seattle fan and and also i love dusty baker i played basketball against his younger brother victor in high school right and and so i was kind of torn but that was a hell of a game and i was just i was blown away and i was almost gonna i was waiting for the end of the game because i was gonna say it's an underdog tuesday day <laughs> day right because
3: you know well, you philadelphia, hope so yeah
0: yeah philadelphia won and i was thinking that the you know. Mariners are gonna win and then now we're you know, now we got the Padres lining up, so come on.
2: <laughs> yep. yep.
0: But didn't quite work but, out that uh, way. Yeah, no, it didn't work out that way, but we still got Padres <laughs> Dodgers tonight. And uh I think we got a good shot at this. I really do. You know, our guys, we've got more guys, you know, like we're we're hitting on all eight cylinders. Our last game, you know, we shut them out and uh I'm feeling really good about this. What do you think? Well, the bottom it? line,
2: if you put the Padres lineup and you took the Dodgers lineup, nobody's taking the Padres team over the Dodgers team. So this would be a big-time upset if the Padres beat the Dodgers. Can they beat them? Of course they can. It's a short series. The Padres are yeah. playing very well. But when you look at yeah. both lineups and both pitching staffs, nobody would take the Padres team over the Dodgers. So you're the underdog. You should be the underdog. But that doesn't mean you can't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, you know, I just want Enjoy. to hear what you thought. And uh, thanks for your input,
2: okay? Thanks, Rich. Enjoy the games. Thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate it. Good hearing from you. Yep, thank you. All right, let's get to uh, John. John, are you back from uh, the Buckeye State yet? Is your Ohio vacation over?
1: Grant, I hopped on the time machine this morning at 4.30. And the three-hour time difference I got here at 10.30. So I ate breakfast yeah. twice. <laughs> there you go. It was pretty- well, you know what you ought to do,
2: John, <laughs> if you really want to eat breakfast twice and lunch twice and dinner twice, what you need to do is fly over to, let's say Japan or Hong Kong or anywhere in Asia and take off, let's say at uh, six in the evening on, well, what is today, Tuesday? So take off at 6 p.m. on Tuesday and actually land back in the United States before you took off, all right? If you really want to do it right, go fly from Asia to California and you can take off in the evening and land in the morning on the same day and have yourself almost a 48 hour day where you can eat your meals twice. You can do that, John. So, you know, to me going from Cleveland to California, not the best example, go from Asia, fly into the United States and you can do it all, John. You know what I mean? You can do it all.
1: Well, Hey, Grant, the way you talk about it, you know, I just went a couple thousand miles on a, 737 but i'm just, oh, a, hiker. God, I'm just no, a hiker i know i'm just a hiker
2: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah listen those uh, those flights suck those narrow body flights across the country so where'd you have to make a stop from cleveland where'd you stop at
1: uh, on the way there we denver and then on the way back at o'hare in chicago so yeah, okay
3: all right, it was, all hey, right. well. The,
1: obviously the best thing about cleveland for me was the well the airport's great but i'm gonna have to say first uh Rock and roll of fame was epic. Any of uh, us sports fans, if you get to Cleveland, take the time to go in there and patronize that place, man, because you're going to find some song in there that you love. All right. And hey, is, I got to he- that. I hear that. But the next best yeah. place is the airport because you get to leave Cleveland.
2: Yes, I, and I'm with you. Now, let me, I have to ask you, what about those little bugs that all are out now in Cleveland this week? Have you, are, was that a problem? You know what I'm talking about? The little bugs that the they're, that they come out once a year right at this week. Remember when the Yankees played the Indians and Jabba Chamberlain was on the mound swatting all the little flies in the air? Those are out in Cleveland right now. Did you experience any of those, John?
1: We did not. We were right on the southern southern border of Lake Erie at Marblehead Bay, and we didn't have a bug issue. But uh, some of my family, they have a uh. uh Farm and where some of their homes are that they know that it, it's about to come, but it hasn't come yet. I think I escaped. Okay, well
2: on the way they, back you did because they're called they're called the mayflies and the yeah, mayflies, mayflies are little bugs. All right, and they are uh-huh. out in force well, right now.
1: Yeah, it's exactly probably right now. And the thing is, the perch and the walleye feed off of those things when they come down because they only fly up for like a day. And they do their do their business, and then they fall down to the surface of the ocean, and the fish eat them, and then that constitutes the lake. The lake, not the lake,
3: not the the lake, the lake. The, the, lake.
1: the lake, John, the lake, not the ocean, John, the lake. All right, I know it seemed like an ocean, though. That's not an ocean, John. You know, you it's a lake. All right. It's called Lake it. Erie, John. John, let me have a little yep. geographical
2: education for you. It's a lake. It's the Great Lakes, okay? It's Lake Erie. It's not the Atlantic Ocean, John. It's Lake Erie. Correct. You are correct. All right. Thank you, buddy. You yeah. know, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page.
1: <laughs> it was great. And then one of my uh, cousins' husband is a fisherman, and he. We're going ice fishing there, and uh, I think he said either February or January is going to be the time to go, and I can't wait. I've gone ice fishing here at Yosemite a couple times, but never on a freaking great lake. And going to uh, Put-In-Bay, Grant, that was the greatest freaking thing to for you to tell yeah. us to do. And some of my cousins yep. lived there in northern Ohio, and they said, how do you California, California out here eating Stramboli and your sausages – and what do you know about Put In Bay? I said, Well, I got a friend who knows about the place, and he told me about it. And he used to work for in the industry in the sports industry, and I, obviously, I'm a huge sports fan. Yeah. And I and they they said, Well, your friend's pretty smart if they told you about Put In Bay. So, Grant, that was you, and they uh high well, props I'm, to I- you because I never would have gone there, and it turned out to be Miller's uh, Ferry. The one that goes out there, Miller's Ferry, yeah, is like yep. one quarter of a mile away from my cousin's and my wa- my my wife's cousin, cousin's family, right. and it was it was so great, Grant.
2: Well, good man. Well, I'm very happy that you're back safely. Uh, I'm great that you thought that Lake Erie was an ocean, and I'm glad you didn't get bit by any of the bugs. By the way, those bugs don't bite. I just realized that they said the bugs don't bite, so that would have been a positive, I didn't, John.
1: Hey, but... when they went. Anytime the bugs come around, I don't even mess with them at all unless no, they mess with no. me. Even the bugs here. Hey, as no. for football though, this weekend I caught and a little bit of the end of yesterday's show. I barely caught you talking about uh, uh, some of some of your college days back there. You know, with Mick. Uh, with George, George and that, that yeah. was super fun because I was I was thank you, buddy out the Wyndham Hotel looking towards Cleveland with the moon coming up, listening to the very end of your show in Cleveland best, last man. night, and and I barely caught like the last last five minutes, but you were you were telling stories that I've heard parts of, and you always and you you always do a little more or a little less, and man, it was so fun. Well,
2: Doing I'm very that, happy that you. Uh... I appreciate it, John. Listen, man, I got to roll because uh, I
1: got an event. I, I, know get you ready do, for and I got a lot of stuff hour. to talk about, baseball, this and that, but we'll do it
3: tomorrow. Thanks Be for good, taking man. my call, buddy. Welcome home, John. Thanks to Ryan, John. Jeff, and everybody. Welcome home. All right.
2: Ah, the ocean. I got John. I send him all the way to the Buckeye State. I tell him where to go, and he's talking about the ocean. Oh, my God. Come on, John. Killing me over here, John. You're absolutely killing me, John. I love John. He's freaking awesome. I'm glad he had a good time. I'm glad he had a good time. Yeah, the Mayflies, I guess it's a sign, they say, of a healthy Lake Erie. So I guess you got to look at the positives, right? At least the lake's not on fire. That's, a, that's good. You know, when the lake's not on fire, that's a real positive for the residents uh, on the shores of Lake Erie. All right. Tomorrow, open form Wednesday, okay? open forum Wednesday and our fantasy football roundtable tomorrow, three o'clock Pacific, Jerry Reynolds on my YouTube live channel. All right. Can't wait for that. You have a fabulous rest of the day. If you're watching baseball tonight, enjoy the games. Talk to you tomorrow right here
3: on listen up. So long, everybody.